Milo, we're champions. We won the league. Wow. Yay. Woohoo. We won the league. Nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Yes! Get in! Hello, I'm Adam. You're watching Match Report by the Two Network, and you better believe it, guys, we are champions of the championship. Absolutely amazing day. Like incredible how it started. Um I was just trying to trying to think where to start. I mean let's uh Let's let's go through the game first. Um, have a look at the goals. I, th I thought in terms of um, kind of control possession, we we kind of played Barnsley off the off the park. I must admit, before the game, I was wondering whether we'd wondered whether we bottle it at home, um, given the pressure on us. Um, I kind of I thought both teams, Brighton and Newcastle, would draw today, um, but the way we where we just controlled it and were able to create, uh, despite having to con um, compensate for Richie's absence, for example, who creates so much from the right wing. I thought Atsu took on that mantle really well. I thought Perez, um, probably one of his best performances of the season, I think. I think he was, for me, he was man of the match. Um, he was everywhere. Like in the game against Preston, um, he scored twice, but he didn't, he didn't really put a shift in. He wasn't really running around despite that. But today he was. He was electric, he was everywhere, his touch was superb, the confidence was sky high and kind of epitomised by that first goal. I mean, Shelby sent uh, Atu down the right wing again, who seemed to be really busy as well, obviously. Um, Yedlin on the overlap and I didn't realise at the time, but he, Perez obviously done a flick um, like, like, like he's done previously at West Brom, I think, like a season gone by. Um, maybe Tottenham, was it? Um, but he did a flick, bottom right hand corner, bottom right hand corner of the keeper's uh, of the keeper's side, and just an amazing start. I think it um, we deserved it. Um, I think we were kind of lucky not to go into the second half um, two goals up. I think going into half time, we were definitely worthy of a, of a second goal. Mitrovic came really close, but for a last ditch tackle by them, we had a few corners. We just looked dangerous. Um, and Mbemba looked really assured at the back. We had Hayden in, but uh, he was injured a bit, so we had to have a reshuffle. We got to see Hadara, Dummett reverting the centre back. I thought um, I thought Mitrovic was busy. Um, I thought that Ratsu was really good. Callback was was decent as well. It was great to have Yedlin back as well. Um, again, Elliot made a couple of decent saves, um, vindicating his the decision to put him in again. But then the second goal, um, it was it was um, again a lot of pressure in the second half. Perez had had an effort, um, and it, uh, straight from, I think it was from a corner. Um, Perez had an effort, and then um, Bemba, um, who you all know I'm a big fan of, um, netted, and it was I think at that point we'd kind of uh, uh, there was a relief around the ground that basically we'd done we'd done pretty much everything we could do as a club. On the last game of the season, 
we you know we did our we did our share. Um, at that point, it was still uh, nil nil um, in the Brighton Villa game. And after that, it kind of became a little bit flat. I think um, once we, we we there was news going around about um, the Villa sending off Glenn Murray's penalty, another penalty for Brighton, um, and I was kind of awaiting that that inevitable Brighton goal at some point, and I think. I think you could sense that around the ground and to be honest then for the next 20 odd minutes or so it was it was at St James's Park crowd that was still really really proud and pleased to be promoted and resigning themselves to the fact that they weren't going to quite get the title on on, on, on this occasion um, but I mean if Brighton can get a result at, at, at Villa then fair play because that's a difficult place to go now with, 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 with a kind of revitalised Villa team under Bruce and especially at home as well. Um, and then Perez came off and Gale, uh, Gale came on and there was a long ball from Rob Elliott. It bounced once. Uh, Mitrovic then nodded across to, to Gale who was through on goal and just tucked it in. I'm really pleased he got another goal. I think that's 23 goals this season and you know he's it's not been the best 2017 so far for Gale, he's missed a lot of football, yeah, suffering from a couple of injuries. Lord knows where it would be if, if he'd actually been fit for the whole season, you know, I think it would have been streets ahead. Um, but his goals have been absolutely crucial and it was really nice to see, really nice to see um, Mitrovic and Gale linking up, it's another assist for Mitrovic. Um, it's, it's funny because um, at the start of the season a lot of people were um, crying out for um, two up front, Mitrovic and Gale could smash the uh, the championship wide open, and he never really did. Um, he, he never really fancied two up front, but he he only decided to put two up front, Mitrovic and Gale together. Finally, with about ten minutes left, two nil up, that we were definitely assured of 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 victory, um, which I thought was quite funny. Um, but yes, um, it was it was a great little finish. I loved his celebration there, going up, going down, Sunderland's going down, Newcastle's going up. Um, nice touch from Dwight Gale there, nice touch. Um, it was it was just immense. Um, but yeah, and um, obviously everyone knows what happened after that. Obviously earlier on from the Strawberry Corner there was a lot of there was a lot of celebrating as if Villa had taken the lead, um, as we all hoped. Um, I'm not quite sure what happened there. Um, I haven't seen the highlights um, of the of the Villa Brighton game. I'm not sure quite what was there. I don't know if people were just trolling and trying to get the whole stadium celebrating for no reason, which seems unnecessarily cruel, uh, or if it was bad information. Not much, uh, not much signal in uh, inside the stadium anyway to be able to check phones and things. So yes, yeah, so we'd all been aware that people had thought that Villa had taken the lead, but then it was still nil nil at half time. But then it was really shortly after, I think it was after almost immediately after Gale had scored and after the celebration, they were jogging back to the centre centre circle to kick off again at 3-0. And then there was just this cascade of it's just this cascade of of, uh, of celebration and um, the cheers just got louder and louder and louder on all four stands. And you know, you you're there, you start celebrating because you think, we've done it, we've done it, but then i I kind of had to stop myself because I, I wanted to see it with my own eyes. I wanted to believe it in case it was just um, 
a false alarm again, um, a false dawn. So, so it's this really, it's a really odd situation where you're kind of jumping around going, yeah, but like kind of, uh, what's going on? Is it, is this for real? Is this actually happening? Um, and then we finally got a reload, um, one behind me, got a reload on, on BBC Sport. And it came up Jack Grealish in the 88th, 89th minute, whatever it was, um, and it was absolutely 1-1. And of course, from, from, from that, it just, the place was just erupting. It was, it was, it was absolutely incredible. Obviously, full time went, and there was a couple of minutes delay before the Brighton result came in, before the um, announcer confirmed that we were, in fact, champions. <laughs> and only then was were we then able to have a proper celebration and absolutely go for it. But I mean, the way it happened was look at the, every everyone had before the game. I'd resigned myself to the fact that Brighton had won it, and fair play to them. I've probably been one of the most consistent teams, if not the most consistent team in the league. I think Brighton this season. But um, it, when that inevitable Brighton goal came. For that last 20 minutes, I was kind of like, yeah, fair enough, there you go. Second place is still a pretty decent job done. Um, no underachievement. We came what we did to do. Um, Rafa's got us back up where we belong um, in the Premier League. And to think that, we've, that we won it in the end, after, after, after all that, you know, we had... Um, we had media outlets such as Sky Sports saying, you know, with articles saying, has have Newcastle underachieved this season? Which I mean was premature anyway, and even at the time, we just secured promotion when this, this particular post went out. And stations like Talk Sport, who seem to have a lot of, a bit of a vendetta against Newcastle, I'm not sure why. I don't know if, I don't know what it is, I don't know if, some media outlets based in the south, for example, just really don't like a northern team doing well or having success or they're always ready to shoot us down at any point, it feels like. And this has gone on for years and it probably will continue on as well. Um, there's definitely a north sound bias and a, and a divide there. But the fact that, you know, there was even suggestion that we don't that we'd underachieved, even despite getting promotion. So now to win it, and to win it in the way that we did, I mean, I wouldn't have had it any other way today. I don't know about you, but the fact that there was that drama at the end, absolutely electric feeling that I'll never forget. Um, the fact that it was, there was a bit of hope. We, we, we secured our game. Then they scored, uh, Brighton scored, and it was, there we go, in the bag. Well played, Brighton. But to snatch it right at the very end, um... It was just an unbelievable feeling. Then the party at the end, the the celebration, the um, the, you know the trophy ceremony and the lap of honour at the end. Rafa getting absolutely soaked by Mitrovic, I think it was again. And at the end, did you notice that um, <laughs> Mitrovic had, uh, was busy spraying champagne everywhere, and then he just got the bottle and absolutely yarked it um, up in the air. <laughs> could have like could have landed anywhere. Could have landed on anyone. Uh, I don't think anyone got um, got <laughs> got it. Um, but that 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 moment that the players realised as well, and they all they all did a, an old school pylon. I'm a 
I'm a big fan of that. Um, big fan of the old school pylon. It was incredible. It was it was no less than everyone in that stadium deserved. Um, and it just goes to show again with Rafa Benitez and his influence and his. I was chatting about this before with my dad, and he's just had this level of assuredness and composure throughout the whole season. Likewise, is Chris Hutton. Um, Neither of those managers have, have been irate and um, spat a dummy out or got cocky or arrogant it just at any point. The, 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 both men aren't just aren't like that. And we saw that from we saw that from Rafa just the whole way, reaffirming that what his intentions were of this season, his objectives were to get Newcastle in the Premier League, and he did that. So any suggestion that he's underachieved, you know. He'd have been laughing at, and he, you know he doesn't need to listen to that. But the fact that he's delivered silverware, he's delivered a league. Look, we were, we were talking about a couple of weeks ago, you know, all all the stats about how many play, how many teams have actually been relegated from the Premier League, but then been promoted straight back. And it was very few. It was something like five teams in the last eighteen that have have managed to go straight back up. Um, one of one of those five teams also being Newcastle, you know. So there was very few teams who would come back up. But imagine how many has there been anybody who, you know, well, I say this possibly Sunderland have done this, um, but being able being relegated from the Premier League and then coming back as champions twice in such a short period of time um, is incredible. No, there was this there was this sense of um, entitlement that that people thought that Newcastle should just walk the league and that the, the league was theirs to lose and it's just not like that. The Championship isn't like that anymore. The amount of ex Premier League teams that are in there, yes we, yes we had a squad that was uh, had, a, had a net value of bigger than others. But then look at Villa, look at Norwich. Villa spent massive uh, amounts of money and they had. A very you know a, 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 an expensive squad already, but they did they didn't even get playoffs. They didn't get they didn't come close to getting playoffs. And again, Rafa Benitez, what, what, what we, we've said it so many times, but you know this this almost to the day last season against Spurs five one, and we were all pleading and begging with Rafa to stay. And he did, and it was something special, and now here we are, job done. And we're back, we're, we're in the Premier League with Rafa Benitez with bags of cash. I mean, they've got the meeting next week. Um, and, I, and I do think, excuse me, still celebrating, guys. I do think that it, it, it won't make that much difference. But maybe just a tiny, tiny bit of difference that winning the league gives Rafa Benitez just that little extra clout when he goes into that meeting with Mike Ashley. I think there's been a lot of speculation. Alan Shearer thinks we need 150 million. Other outlets reporting that we're going to get 70 million to spend plus um, money from player sales, etc. But the truth is that nobody knows. Rafa doesn't know. Mike Ashley might have a, a little idea, but until they go down, sit, go to a board meeting, sit down and thrash it out, nobody will know. Not even those guys. So Benitez has a plan. He said he wants to plan for the next 10 years. I mean, I don't think that... I think what he meant was there, not necessarily that I'm here for 10 years, but 
he needs to act in a way now that will be the best thing for the club and thinking ahead for a decade what needs to be done in the next decade he needs to set those wheels in motion I think that's what he meant by his interview uh, on Football Focus this week it was um, he's not going to be selfish and he's going to be he's going to be sensible he knows what's in the best interests of the club more than he gets it he just he just gets it and I'm just hoping that that meeting will go as smoothly as we all need it to go because too many times we've been let down by by Mike Ashley you know he backed Rafa last summer, and that's great. But Mike Ashley is the reason that we got relegated twice, or at least a big part of that. Twice. That, that's that's that, the book stops with him there. So, the very least he can do for us is what we don't want to do in the Premier League is just survive, just settle for seventeenth place. That's not where we. What's the point in having Rafa Benitez if we're going to go there? So I don't. So I'd like to think that we're not going to go there. I'd like to think that Ashley's going to listen to Benitez. There'll be a bit of negotiation up and down, up and down. But I think I think we'll get a sizable chunk. And no, I don't want us to tell everybody how much we've got. We want to we want to be smart in the transfer market. For a start, signing Atsu for six and a half million sounds like an absolute no-brainer. I think that's in the bag. I mean, in, in future videos, I'll, I'm going to go through some transfer targets anyway. Who I think we should sign, who I think we might sign. Um, realistic signings etc um, and how ambitious we might want to be there but to deliver the league like Rafa Benitez has just delivered today to make Newcastle United champions of the championship against all those odds Brighton just needed a win at the last couple of games and they bottled it, they choked just like Huddersfield did we finished 9 points clear of Huddersfield in the end 9 points clear so even if we hadn't won the last 3 games of the season, if we'd lost all three, we'd have still, still been automatically promoted um, on goal difference from Huddersfield, for example. So they choked, um, and Brighton didn't do a lot since since they were secured promotion as well. So you know, you see pictures of um, the Brighton champion scarves outside the stadium. Someone's lost a lot of money there. You see. I mean, I was thinking. I was. I was. I was remembering back of the way home, um, the the opera singers that 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 Brighton had hired for for last weekend to do a big um, champion celebration thing, um, which I mean seems seems a bit <laughs> seems a bit embarrassing now. But you know, everyone thought it was nailed on. I mean, even Miss, you know, the scarf seller. You know, he's, I'm not sure how he's going to tell his wife about that. It's terrible. I think a lot of bookies have probably lost a lot of money today as well. Um, so yeah, um, it's been it's it's been absolutely incredible. It's been it's been amazing. And in the season, what we cannot do is let anyone tell us that it's been a disappointment, that it's been a letdown, that we haven't. Because even if we'd finished second, it still would have been an achievement. It still would have been job done, objective complete. Now comes the fun part. We're in the Premier League as championship champions, which gives us an extra confidence boost anyway. Once that meeting's done and dusted in the boardroom, we can get crack on, cracked on and start getting some players in fast. It's what he did at the start of last summer, Rafa. He got a lot of business done early. I fully expect him to do the same because he'll want a full summer with them. 
We've got no international tournament. Um, I'm interested to see the clout that he can bring, you know, in terms of in the transfer market. He's a pull, he's a draw. Players want to play for Rafa Benitez. He's just adding another piece of silverware um, to his massive collection. Yes, it's not as good as the Champions League or the Premier League or the UEFA Cup or Serie A title, but it's bloody good. Um, it is bloody good. And I'm delighted. I'm, I'm still buzzing. Uh, and I'm sure if you're watching this or listening to this, you just want to drink up all the articles, all the social media coverage, um, fan videos um, for the next week or so because we've deserved this as a club. We've been through hell mostly in the last decade and there's a sense of real optimism and we've got tangible proof of the quality of the squad, the quality of the manager, his vision. We just need Mike Ashley to back it. We've got a new shirt coming out, a reported new Chinese betting firm going to be on the front. Look, at least it's not what's on the bottom of this shirt. I'm not going to get it on camera. Um, so that's that's a plus point as well. Lots to be cheerful about. Really optimistic. And let's look forward to the Premier League. Right, I think I'll sign off there. But thanks very much for, for watching and for listening. Please subscribe, share with your friends and get them to subscribe as well. We're going to be doing a load of videos over summer. I'm going to put out a few in the next... We'll do a big season review uh, with, the, with, with Pete and Vince as well. And then I'm going to go through some, some transfer target videos as well um, and see what you think. Um, get your comments down below. Tell us who you would like to see us sign, who you think is realistic. Um, and even some ambitious signings as well. We want to hear those as well. So please get the comments in below. And... I'll sign off there. Thanks very much. What a day it's been. What a season we've had. This has been the Two Network. I've been Adam. Newcastle United. Champions of the Championship. In the Premier League next season. Thanks everybody. Bye-zee-bye. Come on.